listening to a Bored to Death Mando cast, talking all things Star Wars in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Mando cast, uh, here to discuss Star Wars visions. Uh, I am Jay, being joined by... Z And... Rose. Yep. Uh, Jay, I'm scared this time. Why? I enjoy a Star Wars thing. I'm not sure if I should have. I'm scared. <laughs> That's right. Zeke is not as big a Star Wars fan as me or uh, Chris, uh, who unfortunately could not be here. Once again, the work monster grabbed him. But Road was uh, happened to be here because we just recorded another Titans Hero cast. Uh, you guys yesterday. wouldn't even know that it had came out this week if I hadn't told well, you. No, well, I I hadn't realized it was coming out this week, and that I the did, whole I, series, the whole season, was going to drop this week. Well, the thing about it is, originally, from what I understood, it wasn't supposed to come out until October. Originally, I don't care that they released it I, early, I'm, especially I'm, I'm, after watching it. I'm I, happy it came out. Early. And I should note we are reco- we are recording this after having watched all nine episodes because uh, they are all generally pretty short. Uh, you know, none longer than like twenty two minutes. Short, direct, mm-hmm. and very and very well done. Uh, if you are not aware, Star Wars Visions is essentially an anthology series. Uh, not unlike, say, the Animatrix or Halo Legends. Or where, Gotham Knights. Or Gotham Knights, uh, where they outsourced a, you know, outsourced it essentially to several different animation studios and let them tell short, self, pretty much self-contained stories. Well, Gotham Knights wasn't so much self-contained. They were all supposed to somewhat be connected. Yeah, they did, but at some point. But, it, but in very broad yeah. sense there. Here, there's no interconnecting story at all. It's all just stories uh, either set in or seen through the lens of the Star Wars universe in a lot of, a lot of respects. Or at least st- very Star Wars-esque stories full of symbolism in, in a lot of cases. And they're all ver- they are all pretty good. And some of them are very good. Um, and just like, uh, we'll start with the first episode, uh, which is called The Duel. And that one was done by Kamikaze. I believe. Yes. And, dear God, that thing was... The style of it was just, was fantastic. Mostly black and white. Very Throwback sort of... to old Asian... Yeah, like, very sam- samurai It was movie-esque. Akira... Akira... Kurosawa. Yeah. Kurosawa all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, you know, black and white with flashes of color. Um, mostly... Mainly well, there was blue and green and yellow with the droid. With Ronan's droid. Oh yeah, it was. But largely just black and white, and it's the, you're very much like an Akira Kurosawa film, like with yeah, you, know, uh, you know, a wandering uh, oh, wandering so, Ronan, uh, and literally that's all that uh, he's addressed as is uh, is Master Ronan um, by by one of the villagers, um, and even then you got the impression he wasn't calling him by name; he was just calling him. You know, master, because obviously you are more important than me, and Ronan, because you are a wanderer. But uh, he's just passing through this town that's suddenly beset by bandits, and 
and Ronan just sort of sits in up in this one he, guy he's, up he's, in this one guy's like house. Now, I mean, the the town had gotten some defenses, and the defenses were doing yep relatively well. Until but but you, the problem was they hired the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> and the Magnificent Seven, as magnificent as they might be, are going up against. A dark lord, because the bandit the leader is a Sith, <laughs> or at least a dark dark side user, uh, and she basically takes takes him apart. Uh, her men capture the quote unquote chieftain, who was just a little kid, because his because the actual chieftain is either sick or dead. I was I thought he was dead because it looked like the the. The uh, padding was over his eyes, not. I don't above remember his seeing padding o- over his eyes, but regardless, um, and when this happens, uh, Ronan, because uh, one of the blasts that from one of the defenders got deflected by the uh, dark lo- by the bandit chief's uh, lightsaber umbrella thing, <laughs> which was a which was a neat little neat little way to. It, to do the whole thing, although it was more like more or less an attachment to her lightsaber that just sort of projected the plasma out of the little umbrella struts. Well, the main problem I, I, the main the, problem that I had with design, it is the design is actually from a, another movie associated with a, a Kamikaze, and it's a live action movie mm. where the main protagonist actually uses a bladed umbrella okay. to fight with. But I like how, how they incorporated the, lightsabers mm-hmm. into this. The main it problem I beautiful. had with it is that when she jumped off of their little like transport thing and she and she use and it's spinning and she uses that to like hover. I'm like no, that no, I don't I don't like that. It's okay. You find more annoying things. There, are, there are other yeah. things to complain about in in episode three, which we'll get to. Uh, but after she sort of took that off and fought Ronan uh, directly, because Ronan basically steps in, and when he uses the force to like stop a uh, a blaster bolt and and send it back at the guy that fired it, you know. I think you commented on that road when we saw the same thing repeated in several other episodes of Visions. It's like everybody saw Kylo Ren do it, and now it's the cool thing everybody's got to be able to do. It's the thing to do. No. (laughs) Jedi don't stop. They redirect. Well, um, regardless. But still, it was cool. Yeah, (laughs) it's cool, and I'll allow it because cool. Coolness Um, wins. But then, when he draws his draws his lightsaber, it's also colored red. Yeah, I, I, which leads everybody to think, "Oh, God, oh, he's another Sith." And so, but then the bandit leader's just like, "Why are you defending them? You should be working with us." And he just straight up says, "No," and that's when the duel kicks off between the two. And it was an impressive. Duel. They were pretty well. They, they were, were pretty well matched. Well matched, evenly matched. They start drifting down the river on a on a log, uh, but then the bandits get their act together. They capture everybody, and basically are trying to tell uh, Ronan to stand down. But Ronan, he most it seemed it almost seemed like he got involved when she first stepped out and deflected one of the blaster bolts with her lightsaber umbrella, which reflected into the guy's house that he was in and damaged his droid. 
and he asked the guy, "Please fix my droid by the time this, this pot starts starts to hum." And sure enough, he did. And then the droid and he suddenly calls to his droid, and his droid. Well, well, and Ro- well, well. The thing, was, the thing, the thing that we see is Ronan, you know, turns off his, li- you know, still has his lightsaber out, but and his hand is positioned in a very sort of like martial arts sort of way, like he's got it poised right by his wrist, but he's actually used the force to trick to basically activate his droid, which rockets into town and then unleashes a little Macross mini missile barrage. <laughs> Which takes out every single bandit. <laughs> One comes flying towards the, the bandit leader who chops it out of the, the sky. And then the duel's back on between the two. But then he gets knocked out over the edge of, the, of a waterfall. It hides in the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And, well, she knows he's not dead. Right. So, she, so she jumps down to, to... To finish him off. And he's hiding in a... A little a shrine water, behind little the waterfall. Shrine. You'll find, in, in Japan, there are a lot of shrines behind um, cliffs and mm-hmm. waterfalls. I wouldn't be surprised. Which are actually, very I symbolic. I see a couple sort of, of them, and they're mm-hmm. really beautiful. Well, but she can see that there's a shape behind the, behind the that's waterfall. Because, that's because he put... Well, no, 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 no. I, well, I was getting to that, because she had, like, raised her, her lightsaber and, like, it, slashed at it, and then she could see... see. A, you see, a, you see a, the lightsaber through the water, so you know mm-hmm. where he generally is. Well, no, because what I was going to say is she could see a shape back there. It looked like he was sitting lotus style. So then she, like, pulls the log, which she had sort of held with the force, just over the edge of the waterfall so it blocks enough that she can get inside. And that's when the lightsaber, you know, in the seated figure suddenly activates. She lunges in, slashes. Oh, that's just a statue in the shrine. (laughs) And then Rodin just backstabs her. And Quality collects her lightsaber, pays his respects to the to the statue. <laughs> so I got you cut in half. Yep, goes back to, goes back up to the uh, to the village, uh, and then everyone is sort of shocked because uh, they see his lightsaber his lightsaber is red, and they, now they're assuming that he's just as bad as them because they know that a red saber means Sith. But what? he he then smashes. The bandit leader's lightsaber and takes out the red kyber crystal, and then he opens up his robe and you see that he's got a several other red kyber he's crystals. Collected uh, kyber crystals, but then he gives the gives the the one to that he just took to the little kid uh, chieftain. And supposed to help so, wall away uh, bad bad uh, bad people. Yep, and then he just sort of wanders off with his uh, with his droid. <laughs> Yeah, and beautiful. I was just like, and yes. beautiful start to mm-hmm. to visions, and apparently, yeah, it's it's already loved enough that it's got a book deal. Not just a book deal; the book is apparently coming out next month I, I in mean, October. They, they, <laughs> waste no time, will you? So I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah, it's it's very possible that they pre-screened it. With enough people, you know, who, and made them who, sign NDAs so who, that they wouldn't. Who all agree that okay, this is this is this mm-hmm. is what we need in our lives. Yeah, and, and so I agree with them. And yeah, Road. When I mentioned this to him, he's like, "I want to know where I can get this. Let me know if you find out, and I'll let you know if I find out before you." It's like, yeah, I want that book. Uh, episode two, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody, much more uh, less stylish, you know. Not quite at you know to the same well 
all of them have very different styles. Even the ones that there were multiple episodes, I think, that were done by uh, the same studio. Same studio, but yeah. they they still had different styles for each one. Uh, but, but Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, Absolutely. It's just I, folks, I like, it's focusing on this on this band like this. Uh, I think they call themselves Star Wavers or something yeah. like that. And one of their one it, of them is a hut, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he doesn't run. want he doesn't want to f- take up the hut legacy of being a gangster. And unfortunately, that hut that he's supposed to be working with is Jabba, Jabba. and Jabba <laughs> don't play that way. Jabba, of course, you know. Well, given that, given that how. Jabba has seen people, uh, seen huts that don't go along with the usual hut legacy, like Zero. God, Zero. Uh, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, I can understand why he might be like, no, if you don't toe the line, then you're dead. Um, but, but, the, uh, but the lead vocalist and, uh, and guitarist for uh, what, the band what, is, a Padawan. was a Padawan. And uh, the, the, the... Well, and... The the hut took took uh, uh, G, I think, G I think G I yeah, think or something G. like that took care of him and I mean the the band they actually were good yep and, 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 and they, but the episode and they, and they they generally care about one another mm-hmm. um, uh, well and so but after we get a brief little flashback of how uh, the Padawan whose name was Jay. Uh, or at least was called Jay by the rest of the band, you know, drops, basically drops in on, on them. And they sort of welcome him in fast forward a few years later. And now, and they're performing somewhere. And then suddenly Boba Fett shows up. Yeah, keep in mind, it wasn't them welcoming in yet. You got forward a little bit. It was just him going, who are you? And this like big creature comes out of the shadow, extending his hand out. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, it, and, and it was G. The you yeah, know, but the hut, you but didn't yes, know that at the time. That's until, true. And then they start playing this, this, this song, and the Padawan starts singing it like a very high pitched note. Mm. And then it, that's when uh, Boba Fett. Fett shows up. Yep. And well, no, he wasn't singing. He was just trying to introduce everybody in the band. You got so you got G, uh, you know, and you got her and him, and I'm I'm your singer, and the vo- and yeah, the feedback keeps blowing out and stuff. <laughs> then Boba Fett sh- turns up. Uh, looking to uh, take G in, and they got Tamir Morrison to do <laughs> in to do the voice for it. So. I mean, <laughs> we need you come in and just do a few lines, please. That's all we need. Well, it was either I think it was Tamir Morrison. It certainly sounded it sounded so much. Like if not, it. then D. Bradley Baker is getting way better at doing at doing the Boba Fett voice. Um, but it scares me. <laughs> yeah, his skill is growing. And so, but Star Waver's uh, basically. Quickly fight off the other guys with with Boba Fett, distract distract him, and they get away in their ship. But then Boba Fett just shoots it down, captures G, and takes him and takes him off. And you can see Jay is can, thinking about: Do I want to put fix my lightsaber and go and go, go and save blazes? And what he decides instead is: we you know he just because he realized I'm not a Jedi. I'm I'm not cut out to be a Jedi, but I am. Um, we are a band, and so what they do is they convince, they go to Jabba and convince Jabba, let us perform one yeah, one 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 last time one last before time. you before you execute him. And, and so, and it's at the same venue where the pod racing you know thing had kicked off back in Episode One. Um, 
but the obviously it's like the public sort of like the public grounds you know for the area and so they start they perform a song and the crowd is getting into it and it cuts over to it cuts over to Jabba who's sort of watching him passively but then you see a reverse shot and his tail that tail is tapping (laughs) um and then after they finish and you can see that also that this is being broadcast across Tatooine. You see other people on Tatooine all well, looking uh, at their tablets and it's, stuff. It's, it's broadcasting in his area. Yeah, that's you gotta true. remember, Tatooine is cut into different areas by different gangsters. Very true. Jabba has the largest portion. Well, so, so still, it's still. In his still, area. Exactly. And after they're done, Jay then suddenly is just, suddenly goes, so Jabba... You know, we're going to be the number one band in the galaxy. How would you like to be our first sponsor? And you know, <laughs> and he, you know he, play, he plays to the one thing that works with Jabba. Money. <laughs> and you can see Jabba's like, looking You're at good. him like, I want to execute this. I want to execute that guy for not towing the line. But well, you got a set of balls that are made of brass, kid. I like you. <laughs> and, and the idea of is making rather money. good. So it's like, hmm. Okay. And and plus, like some people in the crowd start chanting for like one more song, you know. And you can see Jabba's just like, I don't have to listen to the, to them. No, but but I can listen to the sound of the money. And so he basically, yeah, it's an, he agrees, and they they start performing again. And you can see people are getting into it, and you even see Boba Fett leaning against the wall, you know, arms folded, sort of nodding his head Doing to the nod. <laughs> it's just sort of like wow. Um, but it was a, it was a fun little episode. It was a very fun, and it's lighthearted not, and, episode. And that is one that I, I, I believe that this could actually it could still fall into a, like a canon like version mm-hmm. for kids. Yeah, because there is some. And, and and I commented on it while they were performing the performing the song. I, I was like, this sounds like it could be the be a theme for an anime, like an yeah. opening or a closing theme, you know, somehow. Like they, they, they could actually continue this just to see how mm-hmm. they how they fare. Mm-hmm. And or at the very least, in some future Star Wars movie or show, we drop in a them. reference to Star Waivers. We see them. Yeah, that would work. We don't necessarily have to see them, but we hear a snippet of their song or or there's some there's like a poster on the wall with, with like their pictures on it, like clearly like an advertisement, you know, poster sort of thing. It's a Gundam thing. Yeah. You remember in the uh, MSA team where what's his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're just flying around, you just hear a song playing on the radio. Hey, we played that song. Yeah, I remember that song did it. Anyway, uh, episode three is the one where it's like, okay, that's not how any of this shit works. But <laughs> episode three, I'm at work, and my response, like, I'm trying because I know Jay hasn't seen any of that. Because I'm because you can watch your this stuff at work. I can't. My the the network at my my job does not allow uh, any of the streaming services apart from like YouTube to actually play this stuff. I have to watch my, my <laughs> network. Either, I have unlimited data for a reason. Now. Yes, but I can't take my phone into work, so I can't. Oh, that does suck. Okay, yes. I, can't, I can't be that. I work from home, so I can't. I, so. I, 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 that's the only reason I knew what was going off, and I'm sitting there, of course, not paying attention to work because Road hates his job. <laughs> anyway, and all of a sudden, Jake and Road get a message going. When did Jedi stop breathing in space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but this is where, you know, symbolism and just sort of rule of cool, I guess, is in full effect. Because, yeah, well, it's cool. Ooh. In the back of my head, I'm just like, no. <laughs> but still, they had a dynamite idea with the 
the twin star destroyer. Yeah, um, that was awesome. The twins was done by Trigger, the same studio that did Kill a Kill and a couple of other uh, things. Uh, and the gist of it is, there are these two twins that were uh, created by conceived, conceived by the, in the dark side, and conceived in the dark side, not by the dark side. But they're, this, this isn't supposed to be another like Anakin Skywalker sort of thing. They thought they could make cookies. Yeah, they they literally they were they these these two these two were grown in a lab, um, and they were like Am and Kari, I believe. Yes. Know, were, the, were the two names, and the Empire had built this. Gemini class star destroyer, essentially two star destroyers connected to get, to get connected at the sides with a big ass cannon in the middle of it. Because if there's one th- thing that the Empire and the Sith in general love, it's giant planet killing weapons. Gotta kill them. Please. And the power core for this thing was, of course, empowered by a kyber crystal. Kyber crystals were all over this series. Uh, I think uh, they... T- Tatooine Rhapsody was the only one that didn't have a kyber crystal factor into it in some way wow you're right um you you, you had a, you had a, a actually of a light actually saber, but you never saw a kyber crystal uh episode four the village bride didn't have a, didn't have kyber crystals uh factor into it that's true too no but, it had the big black stone when they put the hand yeah on. but that wasn't that a kyber was crystal. that wasn't a kyber crystal that was just a shrine of some sort anyway but the twin uh and so we get a lot of like exposition from uh, Am the sisters droid explaining everything about the about the Gemini class cruiser how it works you know that the kyber the power core charges both the hyper cannon and the this prototype prototype dark armor that they're wearing and I'm just like why is he telling her all this she knows all this already we hope <laughs> this she was knows this all was this. no this was literally what they were bred for <laughs> but whatever you know they got to get this all out there except. Now, Master Kari, the brother, has decided, nah. Uh, I ain't about you know, life. He's basically like, screw the Empire, screw the Republic. Uh, nobody deserves to have this kind of power. He ganks the power core. And, of course, uh, Am is just like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. And yada, yada. Uh, he ends up getting blasted out into space. Because he tries to escape in it. Because he tries to escape in it. He tries to escape in it. Excellent. Oh, we just jump from one point to another. I'm just trying because we have several more episodes to get through. But yes, but it's still the same. It's just like what the heck? They are outside. No, no, no. You know, because he's taking his armor off at this point. You're missing my favorite part, though. Which is the little droid. As they're walking, he's at the briefcase. Yeah, they just stole the power crystal in their ship. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, it's gonna be okay. The droid like beeps something. Door opens. Guards stand there. Okay, yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. told me so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, right? Uh, and Car- and Kari just rather than cut them all down with a lightsaber or, or anything, he just force force slams them all into the into the wall. It's just like sorry. He walks. That's what best part. He walks through them like. Like, and we don't like, want to do this. Don't make us, please. I don't want to fight. Turn the power core right now. And they're all like aiming their guns at him, and he's just walking through without a care in the world. Set blasters to stun. And my brain said that. Wait, hold on. You're going to get a Sith, and your first response is send the stun. If you ain't going to have the Sith with a killing blow, you're screwed. Well, even if you go for a killing blow, you're no. still screwed. <laughs> but yeah, they they try to shoot him. He force he force stasis thing. You know, to stop them. Stop them. And then he just slams them all into the wall. <laughs> uh, and then he goes, sorry. <laughs> 
This episode, at least he apologized. Yeah. This, this episode literally just had me giggling all the time. <laughs> yeah, because of just the ridiculousness of so much of it. And he takes off in in an X wing and starts trying to escape. And his sister just force grabs the power core, rips it straight out of the straight out of the ship, uh, while you know he's trying to hold on to it, thus leaving him in the vacuum of space with no support systems. She, you know, no, she no, no, at no, least no. is wearing no, no. the armor, but you know he has nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, don't matter, don't need it. Yeah, I'm I think the answer to our question of how can Jedi's breathe is anime. Yeah, just anime it's rule. Just cool. anime. Um, but yeah, and they they have essentially their own little fight on top of the Star Destroyer. She is ridiculously you know powerful, and her armor get gets supercharged by the Kyber crystal when it. Uh, gets uh, broken slightly. But Jay, what's the reason for him to take the crystal though? Because 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 he, he had a vision that she was going to she was going to die, and he didn't want her he to die. He didn't want his sister to die, and what she's just sort of like, "I am willing to die for the for the glory of the dark side." And he's just like, "No, no, no." <laughs> it's like you might be ready to die. I'm not ready for you to die. And I, mean, I, I, I gotta give him credit. Mm-hmm. He loved his sister and wish. And so, but she, like, takes a chunk of the kyber crystal, plugs it into her armor, which gets supercharged, uh, and it turns out she's essentially got, like, the, like the spider arms from uh, Peter Parker's uh, iron spider suit yes. from the MCU with, with lightsabers attached to it. Lightsaber. No, 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 no. Not lightsabers, light whips. Because oh, those things yes. were slashing well, yeah, all over at the, first it was the whips, all over the place. But then she... Then once he uh, he takes hit a chunk of kyber crystal himself, plugs it into a light. Well, no, he has yeah. a lightsaber. He ejects the current kyber crystal, puts this one in because I guess it's supercharged somehow. Right, and, and uses it to capture the whips and start reeling her in, and tries to like overwhelm they, the armor it or something. Cuts it all off, and now she's like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going General Grievous style. And activates lightsabers on all the arms. Not only General Grievous, she had bayonet on his ass. She had, oh yeah, she had she had, she, she she had, had lightsa- She had she had lightsabers in her heels. <laughs> forgot about <laughs> I forgot about that. I even called it out while we were watching. She, it's like she's bayoneting this shit. <laughs> it was like she, wow. She was ready for Freddy. <laughs> um, but then her uh, her armor starts getting overloaded, and uh, and meanwhile his droid. You know, comes to the rescue and in, in the X-wing again. Launch out the space, he's and it just out ca- the it space. catches him. But he's still, his sister is meanwhile dying because the thing is overloading. He's like, I, but I, not because she can't breathe in space. Not because she can't breathe in space because her helmet got knocked off in the midst of all this, because reasons. <laughs> uh, pro- you know, again, rule of cool <laughs> sort of thing. But no, she like took. I think she took the helmet off. No, it got shot off. Because when they do the force, the force lightnings on the crystal, yeah, the lightning bounced back and smacked the helmet off. That's what. That's what it was. But, uh, and he's just, well, then the droid starts beeping at him, and so then he's, like, translating and thus expositing all this, all this stuff. It's just like, you want to use like hyper, hyperforce. Uh, hyperdrive, you know, and, you know, and with, and with my lightsaber. So he's standing on the nose of his X-Wing <laughs> as, as his droid, as his droid pilots him in, and then he's, he just basically, like, supercharges the lightsaber and holds it up, and they, like, fly upside down towards her, Punch the hyperdrive and just cuts the kyber crystal straight off of her armor, 
wrecking <laughs> wrecking the star destroyer in the process and most of her armor and and, as, and, her and, he, and he and the whole sh- the whole ship's getting destroyed it's very much like the scene in the last jedi when uh you whole- give this man quick because he was able to control his lightsaber and hyper speed just enough to let go up and cut over just enough to cut the crystal out and, and, and not cut her but they finish off the rest of the ship that well, was a yeah, and shit. and they invented the boob window oh, in boob the process. <laughs> boob window has made it to Star Wars, yep. folks. Uh, and you know, and then we see like the wreckage. It's very much like the and like in Last Jedi, she's floating, floating in space. space. And, and then, then her and then her droid shows up, and his droid, the droid and has, has a helmet. helmet on. <laughs> how the, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm a little confused. The droid needs a helmet. <laughs> But not the and it's a protocol droid too. That's the thing. It's like an evil. It's like an evil three PO. The best part about that was watching your reaction. Like, I was like, "What? Wait, wait for the cherry. Here comes the cherry on the top, Jay. Droid. I was like, what? Why does the droid have a helmet? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Kari like crashes on some planet. He's fine, of course. I want to know like, how he how, how all that non-belief. The one I want to know in hyperspeed. How the did he survive? Oh no, I'll, I'll go over that. He has a very This is durable. true. He survived in the vacuum of space for a, a protracted t- fight. He has a very durable body. We'll go over that. Mm. But the plane, the, the X-Men is flying, crashing in, and somehow his body transfers from the front of the plane no, we'll to see, the top of the plane. No, see, I took I didn't take that to mean that's where he ended up after they after they crashed. I took that to mean they crashed and he was just you know, like uh lying on the t- on the end of the ship after oh, the fact. Okay. I didn't, I don't think that he that he ended up there. I think at some point after the hyperdrive thing, he probably got into the sh- got back into the X wing, okay. and then I'm and then you know piloted it. In, it crashed. He got out and then climbed up to the top. I took it the other way. I thought he he, he blacked out and because his eyes given were... given everything else that went on in that episode, I don't blame you. <laughs> but all and, I you know, know, he's just all like, I know is clearly. I need to become a Jedi so I can walk in space. Clearly, they were Jedi. They were Jedi. They were dark. They were dark side. You know, they were. Hey, they they the were both Sith. Sith. Do it. Jedi should be able to. This as is true. Well. Well, actually, kind of, this is what I want to ask. You. Now that everybody's here, I can ask this question: Was one Sith one gray? I would probably. I would, I would say, probably go with that. I would. I would go with that because he was able to wield both light and dark. And he wasn't so that very, would make him great. He wasn't very Sith-liked, in my opinion. He was more kind of Sith, but not Jedi. It was more like he'd been raised in the dark side and was just sort of like, you know what? No. But And then he looked at the light side and was like, you know what? No. Because yeah. <laughs> um, great, great Jedi refuse to follow either or. Mm-hmm. They, re- they rely on balance alone. Mm-hmm. Which is actually... The right way of doing things. Perfectly in balance, as all things should be. Right. Literally, Jedi, truthfully, are a bunch of hypocrites. Mm. Sith aren't necessarily totally wrong. It's just more they go way too extreme. They go overboard and extreme with everything. But the proper way of everything is... Balance. Balance. And that's Cal Katarn... And the Grey Jedi Knights. Um, um, the, the uh, another Grey Jedi Knight is Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then episode four was the Village Bride, and uh, that was a very another very good one. Now the reason story. why I like this one the most is because it added more musical aspect to it. Because you, I've talked to you about anime with me before, mm-hmm. where 
the musical cues dra drag you more deep into it. Mm -hmm. And while everyone had more action pieces, there wasn't that much musical cues to the other pieces. There, there were a couple, but yeah, this, this one, one this one had cool. a lot, had a lot more yeah. uh, musical uh, stuff going on into it. And this one, um, the, they're on some uh, planet with. A, Obviously, abundant with resources. This is, I take it to take the timing of this one to be right at the sort of beginning of the empire after the separatist uh, after the uh, separatist war has ended, the clone wars have ended. Mm -hmm. um, but and there's this warlord that wants to exploit the resources like always, and has a bunch of uh, separatist droids uh, reprogrammed. I, idiots. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the old Roger Roger one uh, reprogrammed to serve him, and the villagers have agreed to let him uh, take what resources he wants. But as collateral, he wanted to take the village chief. But instead of the but and the chief was willing to do this, but then his granddaughter basically said, "No, I'll go in your place." But before and like the day before uh, she was she's supposed to go, she. Gets married to her longtime uh, boyfriend, and part of the marriage ritual, I guess, on in this culture involves going up to this sacred place where there's this like shrine by this rock, the black rock you were talking about. Uh, but as part of this, is like the bride's feet aren't supposed to be dirty, and so he's literally carrying her up the up the mountain on his back in a, like a chair strapped to his back. It felt very Death Stranding to me. <laughs> well, let's back, let's back a little bit, because we're introduced to a traveler in a mask mm -hmm. who is called by, I guess, a friend of hers. Who is, I think, the guy wearing the bucket on yes. his head. We'll call him Buckethead. We'll call well, him Buckethead. Buckethead. Yeah, I'm sure they gave him an actual name in the episode, but I, in, a lot, of cases, I miss, I, in a lot of cases, I missed the names. Uh, Buckethead is way cooler. Yeah. Buckethead invites her, and he's like, he wants to show her something. And she, and... and I was, well, they're doing their walk, they're seeing the, 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 the uh, cause and effect for the, the, uh, the bride and the groom. Mm -hmm. where they see him walking up. And climbing the mountain, well, it looked to be a bridge. They're like, ah, oh, there's no bridge. So I got to climb up the mountain even more. And she, like, they, that's when they get to the walk. Like you were saying, and they and they perform like a little ritual there, sort of implying that they are one with the with the with the one with each other and, and the one planet. with the world. And they like place their hands on on the stone, and it sort of resonates. And then you see the memories of the world as you get like a little flashback to when they were all kids, you know, playing together. And then that's when Buckethead explains to uh, this woman who is who it's very easy you pick up very quickly that she's a Jedi even though I thought she was Sith. I picked up very early she was that she was going to be Jedi. I, she she was. Say she what was you tall. say what you say what you like about how they interpreted things across all the episodes. One thing that all of them had in common is that the Sith all were had black and red. She didn't have much red. A, as much red as some of the others. Yeah, there's some in the in the in the lining of her hood, but I didn't pick, take her to be a Sith. Plus, most of the Sith are portrayed as very forward. Mm -hmm. She was reserved she, as hell. Mm -hmm. But you also said most of the Sith. Like, there's there's been some characters in here who. Well, yeah, and the next episode we 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 encountered a bunch of Sith, but. That's an exception, and we'll get to we'll get well, to that. Well, I'm right. just thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact of the guy, the, the Ronin guy. 
Mm-hmm. He was very passive. He wasn't Sith, but he I had think Sith he, I think he's Grey Jedi. So at, the ver- at the very least. Yeah, I think he's uh, He's more down. a Sith hunter. But he had the crystal, which we didn't know what he was until it came out. That's true. And that's why I said to them, like, are they doing that again? Because she was... I knew she was a force user. I don't mind if they're trying to in, in, introduce more like Greys into the into the Star Wars. Seriously, uh, we don't universe. have a large representation of Grey. Mm-hmm. And but uh, regardless, after they are finished doing their little ritual there, uh, they return to the village where there's the celebration dinner. Buckethead and and the and the woman are both invited to be there as well. But there's also an element of mourning to all this because the village. Knows the bride is about to is going to leave the next day to go with the warlord. And I love how they do the expedition the one that with the mm-hmm. guy who's drinking, handing out the drinks, and then he starts drinking from the thing. He, uh, so, yeah, he <laughs> just drinks straight from the bottle <laughs> <laughs> before he even gets well. Stopped. It's, it's less less the bottle. I think that's more the decanter. You know, it's like they pour from a bigger jug into that thing, and he then pours. So they're not carrying around this giant and jug still, everywhere. Still, yeah. I gotta give him credit. He was keeping it he, together, and then he was he like, was "Oh, we're about to lose her." We're about to lose her, and then and he, he says, just goes to town with it. Like, "Absolution's done." And then he holds the bar and goes, "This isn't strong enough." <laughs> yeah, and then his wife shows up and just like, "You idiot!" <laughs> I hope we. But, but then we also see the bride's sister, uh, who is not happy about about this whole arrangement, and she and some some other people in the village are intending to rebel against the warlord, and. So that happens the next day when the handover is supposed to take place, and they but but the warlord uh, had uh, had already f- captured the sister. Well, I'll back up a little bit more. Okay, because the floating walk, uh, when she's holding the walk in the air of the forest, mm-hmm. I think that's a very key point of this one because she ran into the, the princess, the the, the wife. Mm, the bride and um, they have a talk. Mm. Like, do you feel the the the, the the, uh, Magina, I think yeah. they called it, which is essentially, yeah, the people in this village refer to this like connection they have with everything as Magina. As soon as it, they say that, we're all thinking force. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the force. And she's like, the pain, I have a bad. I had forgotten about all, I've forgotten about that the, scene. The, yeah, the pain, the, the plan feels like it's not the right thing to do practically. And she goes, "Well, I'm not going to be alone." And then she walks off with. Her husband at that point in time. It's just sort of like, we may be separated, but I will still be with him because of this connection thing. And it's, it's adding more to give the the, the, uh, the woman that came down more back to, uh, I guess, change her personality a little bit. Because even he says, I don't care about your code. Because mm. remember when they were doing the drinks? Yeah. Buggy said, has said, you know, I don't give a crap about your code practically. Yeah. And he's just trying to make us see things differently. Yeah. It's just like, it's fine that you have a code, but sometimes the code needs to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, the sister and the intended rebels get captured. The warlord's about to execute them. And then uh, the woman turns up and forces stasis to stop the shot and then redirects it right back at the warlord. And then Buckethead turns out he's a sniper. He he's up. He's camped up on a ridge, just starts picking off picking off the droids. Man, the droids are so awesome. <laughs> the droids are so stupid. Ah, I see him. He's over there. Bang him. Yeah. And then as they start shooting back, he, he just he takes the bucket off of his head, 
throws oh. it throws it over the side and they're like oh, what's that and it lands what is it? What and they is crowd it? around it and then it turns out it's got some rockets in it and it goes Fires right into, into the, the ship, ship and blows it and de- deactivates the control signal so all the droids just go Kick. now i do like the fact that we have a nod to the um old republic in this mm. as well because the freighter that they're using is actually the old smuggling freighter from the Old Republic game. And I'm sitting there like, oh, now that's a throwback because that model is actually old as shit mm-hmm. by the time we get Which again to puts it in the same the rough Clone timeline, War. yeah. Right, like when you get to the Clone Wars, that model is actually totally defunct because the new freighters... Their line starts from Millennium Falcon upwards. Yeah, but regardless, it was, it uh, was just like I it was, was a nice little nice little touch. And and, like, okay, well, but the warlord gets back up and he's got the bride, you know, and, and you know, with a gun gun and to her back. After all his henchmen went away, yeah. and he's just sort of like demanding to know, demanding to know who the woman is. And You're she, a monster. Who are you? And she takes her, she takes a little like face mask she'd been wearing off. We see that part of the reason why is probably because she's a bit self-conscious about the scar she's got on her cheek. But she then uh, takes out takes out her lightsaber. Which I would like to pause on this. Mm-hmm. That's one thing this show did really awesomely. It wasn't all the same lightsaber. Yeah, the lightsaber designs were all were all pretty unique and, and different. She had like a sword-like lightsaber that came out like a samurai sword. Well, so did Ronan. But... Ro- yeah, that's what I'm saying. The different ones, like, you had different types of swords, different color swords. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all that, just like that, that light. Yeah, and, and the and, and the Elder in the in the later episode had those two ones that had the little Yeah, he had, he had dagger. He had dagger. Well, that, um, I took those to be more like Wakazashi. Well, that's what, the, um, the, that's generally the line of them. Yeah, but, but um, you, get, you get what very, I mean. You get they, what were I mean. Very, they were very big. But, um, yeah. And hers she, was, she takes her. Hers, is not a, hers was not a long sword. It was more of a um, a medium, mm-hmm. uh, sort of katana, sort of. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's the medium. It's medium length, so mm-hmm. it wasn't the full size. But she's but still in her shoes, unbuckled, and yes. that's that's what we know. She was getting serious, and well, no, because she takes it out and raises it up. And she's like, "I am a Jedi," and the warlord still got the gun, and she then, like, she's the sword, and she. She like hunkers down, and yeah, you see her like yeah. you basically, see her shoes what, like what, starting what, to so starting what to, she did was basically she did kitchen's move, which is the, the draw strike. Yeah, the iajitsu or whatever. Yeah, the draw strike. But it was and also was like, with, with was, combined with a flash step. Yeah, with serious takes flash the warlord's step. arm off. <laughs> yeah, the warlord didn't know what hit him, <laughs> and he, di- he dies not knowing what hit him. It was a great, great little scene, and she then, you know, sort of resol- newly resolved to go and fight injustice in the galaxy, sort of thing. Yeah, gets back on her she ship, gets inspired, and 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 which leaves. Is, I think was the entire reason that she was called there. Yeah, because there's a lot. Her master is no longer. There's a lot of that throughout throughout Star Wars visions of uh, somebody feeling the call of the force or whatever and going off to fight injustice or something. Yeah, see, well, you all want to see more after effects. This is the one I want to see more prequel. You want to see a prequel and find out what the story see, is of her? Yes, because she has some flashbacks of people she she was in a fight where people she knew was dying 
And before she came to a realization uh, she was going to fight and she cut her hair, she closed her eyes and she saw the red sable. Mm. And I'm like, what I, messed with her? I think she, it was that she lost her her, her, her master. Um, her master and had just basically And probably lost. also Order 66 and all that stuff. Yeah, she basically just lost her way. And this was the... The guy was... The Buckethead was a friend of her master's mm-hmm. and he called her there to try and get her... To try to wake up. <laughs> wake up. Uh, and the then world, we... The galaxy still needs you. Then we had episode five, The Ninth Jedi. I like this oh, one. Oh, this one was great. This <laughs> one... The story was very... Good to be. I like I mean, the story here is. I fr- I missed part of the opening narration. So the opening narration is the king of this world that is rich in kyber crystals has decided that he wants to try and help rebuild the Jedi Order, and he has commissioned a lightsaber lightsaber smith, smith to create new lightsabers that he wishes to part to give to masterless jedi. masterless jedi and they can reform mm-hmm. the jedi yeah. order he's uh, the invited Margrave. the margrave that was right. his title yes he's invited them to his world to uh, start this yeah well so okay that's where yeah but there started. was there was there was there was more I, I i i picked up that from the opening from the opening scene when uh blue whatever his name was the guy we see here in the thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, when he arrived uh, at the aerial temple or whatever. Um, but there was like some narration before that where basically like lightsabers had had essentially ceased to be. Yeah, lightsabers have ceased to be by this time. And so, and that's uh, all these uh, masterless Jedi are turning up at this planet to this aerial temple thing. Uh, they all reveal the message they got from the Margrave. Who, uh, as you said, wants to reestablish the Jedi Order and pr- and provide lightsabers to the Jedi, and we see this one uh, this one Jedi turn up uh, again. I missed his name in the episode. I, I'm just calling it Blue because he was what wearing a blue. blue he was wearing he was wearing a blue cloak. I did I didn't catch any of their names, and yeah. I don't think you really do get well. One or two of them you mm. get their names. The, the girl, the girl, you get the girl's name and the Smith's name, but I, I missed. I can't remember what it is at, at the moment. But while they, after all these Jedi sort of gather and they show their their message, they're like, "Where's the Margrave?" This big ass droid. Who I got real like Samuel Hayden from Doom twenty sixteen vibes off of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given the stature and the design of him, you know, and he had that deep voice going as well. And but I'm looking at it because it's sort of dark, not necessarily black, but sort of dark armored and has that had that red optic. I'm like, I'm getting some hinky vibes off of this. Plus the Margrave's message, he's wearing this he's wearing this mask that's that you know that's black and it has like little lenses with glowing red strips, you know, like slits for you know for the eyes. I'm just like, I'm getting hinky vibes off of this. All I gotta say is if video hologram messages come. Real life thing, and you guys send me a message that spins around. I'm hunting you guys down. That drove me up the wall as he's playing the video message. And yeah, the it, kept, it, kept, it kept rotating. It's like, okay, is this guy turning it? Is it just broken? I, I wouldn't even pay attention to the message. It's like, uh huh, 
Oh, why are you turning now? What's going on? How do I fix Look this? Look at me. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> um, and then we cut down to the planet where I liked, I liked this kyber crystal mining operation that they had with this because they essentially had these trebuchets that would launch... Uh, launch it into uh, the air. Well, launch it into the air, and, and it's connected to a cable, and then rockets in. firing into the into the asteroid or to the rings over the planet to it catch a rock the, and yank and it back down to Earth. Back down. They're essentially they're essentially fishing for kyber crystals. It's fly fishing. <laughs> Why are you here? Are you talking about the thing? Oh, pull! <laughs> yeah, I mean that was pretty. Cool it, it, fly it, fishing. it was it was it was pretty funny, um, and then uh, the girl that's sort of watching all this goes back to her dad, the sabersmith. And because where he has just finished uh, making a new lightsaber, and she picks it, and we saw him pick it up and you know just to like test it, you know blue blue blade and everything. And I when she comes first time around, when she comes around and and picks it up, the blade comes out, but it's colorless. And I'm like, wait, why why is that blade colorless? Because they and they establish at least in this particular episode and this you know this they're all separate continuities but in this continuity your connection how strong your connection to the force is and how, which side you you well, hew to determines how, what the blade what color the blade is that's also because he also made he treated it for that aspect for that that lightsaber do that mm-hmm. so well he, i got the impression it was that way for all of those lightsabers but he, because that smith did that yeah that's what he said he said i treat these lightsabers to be able to show okay I admit, I I missed that that little line of dialogue. That was a, that was, a, but it was a nice touch. And the blade also could vary vary in length. Again, another reason why I like this thing because you know it's not your stereotypical. I, th- I want to say that was a thing you could do. Was it Fallen Order where you could like tweak the saber's settings so it was like you could lengthen it or like thicken the blade, but it affected the handling in, yeah. in some way. Um, I want that in more in more Star Wars games. Fallen Order is actually uh, pure. One hundred percent canon. I know, I know it is. And so, but I that, want, but I want whole, that aspect that of whole it, length and everything, because um, that's also how you get lightsaber pikes, because the pikes are mostly like a pole full staff, mm-hmm. but the the uh, blade is actually a short. It's actually a short blade. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, uh, that's actually my fighting style of lightsaber. But, is pike. but right after he's finished. Uh, uh, test, you know, making all these things. He bundles them up and gives them to his daughter, asking her to deliver these to the Margrave. Well, right. I want to know one thing. I want to know how she was able to lengthen and shorten the blade. I guess she was using the the, the well. In theory, you should be adjusting a thing on the blade, but I think there it was she, by, by will. It, yeah. it, it, it's your reflection of power showed by the blade. It may have just been another. Th- Setting that he setting built into he, it. he added to. Yeah, that's pretty cool when she's doing the whole thing and she's mm-hmm. like, it's full of I'm like, oh gosh, she's gonna stab someone now. Yeah, I was, I, I was half worried that she was gonna cut her little droid in half. Oh, the little droid is so the cool. The little droid, I love the design of it. It was like this little like, uh, it, you know, because it floated around, but it had like a little cylindrical body and a little orb on on top, like, and these little tiny little like penguin arms <laughs> that kept flapping around, oh, and the, and the sounds one. that it made were yep. different. Were I, different. I yeah. liked that it wasn't just another R two. It was droid. not R two. Oh. It was or like was or cute. and it wasn't like BB eight. It was something different. I loved that little. It droid. was cute as all outdoors. But anyway, these two Jedi hunters turn up, and they're like, "You're illegally making lightsabers." Uh, you know, you're you're and to come with us. <laughs> and I, I, I like now. Let me 
uh, quick thing. So, in Japanese culture, there is no such thing as a bounty hunter. Hence why you never actually hear in um, Java, the Java episode them calling Boba Fett a bounty, Boba Fett a bounty hunter. And they're not referring to themselves as bounty hunters. They are Jedi hunters. Well, I took that to mean less that they were bounty hunters and more that they were people employed specifically to just hunt Jedi. Right. But, um, yes, that's maybe just be a specific class of bounty hunter. But at any rate, yeah. But I, 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 I love and that another thing. Another thing that we had about to tell us that the swordsmith was a Jedi was when the Jedi hunter started shooting, he deflected one of the blaster bolts with his hand into his forge, which exploded. Yeah, <clears throat> and the Jedi hunters captured uh, captured the swordsmith or saber smith, and then one of them went chasing after the girl. Yeah, so then we got best like, part the best part, the, you know, chasing through the through the, the chasing, it's like Return of the Jedi, through, going through, through the, the forest. forest, and I'm like, you know what? And then over the frozen she, lake. She, now well, yeah, that's yeah. when you really can tell she's got some serious Jedi power coursing through her because she's she's riding this thing, riding it backwards while deflecting, deflecting shots and missing trees. All at the same time, and I'm like, this girl needs her own mm-hmm. legend series because she is hardcore. I, yeah, um, and she she finally manages to you know cut the guy's speeder out from under him while on the frozen right. lake. She's on, yeah, she's she's standing on the lake, basically say bring it, and the guy and brings it. He brings it, and she just sidesteps one slice he on ice. On ice. He pulls out the guns are shooting. Deflect, 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 and slice. And he then goes she tumbling. hops on her speeder and speeds away. He's and he's like, got he's got his gun like, pointed, and then he's just nah, like, Nah, I ain't about this life. <laughs> well, no, it's less not about this life, and more just I can't hit her at this distance. I'm I I need no, to no, call no, for backup. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 gonna go with the whole line of this girl's way too fucking much. I ain't about this life. Let me just take this guy. Yeah, We're going. I'm gonna go with the fact of. It ain't worth this shit. I'm giving me a bill. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, she then has to go uh, find a find transport up to the aerial temple, which we meet the old man robot. The oh old man God, robot. The robot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a droid sitting there like an old man sitting in a rocking chair on the porch, literally smoking a pipe. <laughs> well, I, 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 he wasn't smoking. He was he, he was drinking his. Tea, which is actually oil, but still the shit was just hilarious. <laughs> and when she's like, I need transport up break. to the... I'm on my break. <laughs> You're the only one, one functioning. Uh, yeah. It was the freaking droid from the uh, checkers guy. Marvin, yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'll Fine. do it. He takes her And up. I mean, no, no, no. Well, before we even get there, he's just, he's walking to the ship like... Uh, yeah. And she's we, literally trying to push him. <laughs> uh, and then we also need to cut uh, back to the temple at one point before we get to her and the old man robot. Uh, the Margrave's droid uh, reveals that he that it that it had one. It has a lightsaber, and we see Everyone, blue. Everyone's looking at crowds it around it, and blue and Blue's like well, no, see. we see this one this one somewhat younger but you know older than blue pick it up and is just sort of looking it over. They're looking all crowded it. around it. And then Blue's like, "Can I? Can I hold it?" 
And so they, so he hands it over, and Blue then turns it on. We get the blue blade. Yeah, because uh, Blue has never seen a lightsaber in his lifetime mm-hmm. because they uh, don't exist in this continuity. Uh, and so then he, uh, but then she arrives with all these other uh, lightsabers, the other masterless Jedi join join around it, and then when they turn the blades on, they're all red. Oh, which right. yeah, which because they established earlier in the episode that the sort the sabersmith had tweaked the settings, so depending on which on your the strength and your strength in the force and what side you've chosen. Well, no, they haven't gotten any of their. They didn't get any of the lightsabers yet. She still had them with her. No, I'm saying after she arrived. No, no, they never got those. Lightsabers didn't didn't they? I thought she like put them on the yeah, ground and they all picked them she up. She put them on, down, on the ground and said, "My dad was taken by people. He, these were meant for you. Please help me get my dad." Okay, so they and the, so they did like, grab. Oh, you yeah. know of the the guy who summoned us as they all turned the lightsabers. So like this is a, a bad this is a bad feeling. We have to sit here and wait, and they all ignite and it's red. Which I would say surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, because they were all just sort of like, we can't go anywhere until we see the Margrave. Uh, the red light, red sabers. I, I, I missed them picking them up because mm-hmm. I thought, well, they had their old um, nah. lightsabers no. that sis. Well, because we saw that one that one that survived the the ensuing uh, battle, uh, who basically apologized. His saber he, he, his saber started turning purple. Yeah. Which was an indication that he was starting to turn back from the from the dark side. He, he was he, he literally admitted he was influenced by the darkness and the darkness others. of everyone around him. And that, like I said that that scene where they all turned away kind of surprised me because I'm sitting there going, okay, these are very suspicious Jedi, but they're also people who haven't had a master, mm-hmm. so that would be kind of accessible. They're a little bit more out there than usual, and why they might be a little bit hesitant about yeah, committing like, to anything yet. Yeah, Oh yeah, we need we need proof that this person's real. We need proof that this is a, a real thing. Why is he not here? This might be a trap. Are they going to try to kill and us? And that's when, uh, and then they activate the sabers. And then that way came out. You're like, well, shit. And I'm like, how the heck are they going to get out of this? And that's when the Margrave's droid walks out, and it's just sort of like I suspected as much. And then the droid opens to reveal the Margrave was inside it the whole time. And the, the Sith guy and he takes mad. A, uh, because he deceived them. How dare you hide your true identity? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you can't expect Hi- hip- hip- <laughs> hypocrisy from the Sith. No. <laughs> but then you know the Margrave draws his own saber, green, and no, uh, he, he, he pulled it out. He forced pulled it out of the dude's hand. Oh, that's what he, it was. That's he right. Forced pulled it, green, and slice. That's right. And then we had a, a duel between Blue, the girl. And the Margrave against everybody else. Which I love the fact that the girl was outdoing Blue and keeping up with Margrave. Yeah. Margrave had three people on him as well. Yeah. And as she's fighting, her saber turns green because her connection to the Force is getting stronger. Oh, yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, you can see the old the old man robot sitting in his ship just, again, smoking his pipe, being like, nice, nice moves. moves. <laughs> uh, and anyway, all the, tra- the traitor... All these They're traitors... Wiped. They are wiped out. They get wiped out apart from one whose saber starts turning purple as he was fighting with the girl. The one thing I want to say, I, I wonder if the market was Jedi or not. Because here's the reason why. Jedi, now, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, is Jedi pull the lightsaber out only for one reason. They're going to make it quick and fast. So 
saw the situation. Jedi do not directly use their lightsabers unless for defense. Now, he practically threw the one dude over the ledge to burn to death. Yeah, the... the Now, Je- the thing is, Jedi will kill. Mm-hmm. They will kill they, they, when they, there is no other way around. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody else is, like, quick and pain, like, slash through... That, well, he, was, but, like, he nope. was He was also defending the girl because... Again, he, uh, and she's fighting against. We say the guy, you know, to burn up. We should specify about this. He, uh, the that one guy got knocked over over a ledge on top of this big ass Kyba crystal, which uh, I guess reacted to something and starts lighting up. And then the guy starts screaming and then <laughs> burns to death. He this, went poof. Uh, and if you see this beam of light sort of shooting up out through the roof of the of the temple. And by this point, all the other uh, traitors are dead, apart from the one whose saber started turning purple and it was apologizing. And then and I love we that. get the cool scene. Well, and the slow motion action yeah, Well, and basically the Margrave explains that the, that he does still intend to, to reforge the Jedi Order and he wants them all, wants those three to join him uh, and they're going to go rescue, uh, rescue the girl's father. father. And so then we get the power walk out of the temple Slow mo the the robes billowing and everything, but no, robes billowing. Everybody looking <laughs> and they completely t- and, determined and badass. And well, and the and his ship sort of warps, you know, like hyperspace, warps in. right? And you know, right underneath the temple, and warps then right back out. And then as as we pull back from the from the planet, the, it rotates so we see that the temple with the beam of light still coming out of it Look. is shaped to look like a lightsaber. <laughs> And I thought that, that was, like was a the nice, t- shit very ever. symbolic. Yeah, <clears throat> very good. It was a great little episode. Um, again, one of those ones I wouldn't mind seeing in a, a follow up. Oh yeah, because <clears throat> that's one thing I, I will give him on this. I liked each ending. It mm-hmm. felt like it was a nice ending. It was an ending, but it also left things open uh, for more. For more, and I, I will say. Out of all the endings, I was not expecting number nine. Oh yeah, number nine was definitely the was definitely sort of the twist after all of the others. Yes, Um, but episode six, uh, Toby, uh, very much more cartoony sort of uh, style in this one. More kid, more kid friendly. Yep. Uh, uh, Basically, there's this scientist we find out later, Jedi, but uh, but this Doctor, yeah, who has very much looks like Doctor Light, you know. Sort of a bit little rotund. He's got this big bushy white beard. I, d- I don't think he had any arms. He did. Well, he no, did. we saw his force ghost did, but I think when he, he was he was always like this though. I'm not so sure because I could have sworn I saw there were plenty. There were instances where his uh, like the sleeves were hanging at his side. He had maybe like a cloak on over it, but I don't think there was anything in those sleeves. Now he could have just done the very Japanese thing of pulling the arms out of the sleeves and folding them inside the robe. But I got the impression that he had lost his arms somehow. No, he his was, Force Ghost, yes, still ha- still had. He had arms because he was also he was fixing fixing the robots, and th- for a brief period, you actually yeah. Saw but him when he but when on, he's doing it, he sat in that chair, and there are those little like manipulator things coming out. Yeah, of him. but at one point, he actually I, did pull it. He did okay, pull his arms. Anyway. Uh, how about this? Half of them had arms, half of them did not. Anyway, uh, but this scientist is trying to terraform this planet, uh, this barren planet. There's, there's no clouds there. There's no, uh, there's no water. There's no plant life. We should probably bring this back a little bit more. The animation style for this was something we should really kick on. 
Because it was old school Astro Boy. Yeah, very Astro Nine. Yeah, I had. I called the Astro Boy thing as well with the with the character designs and everything. Everything, even to the point where where the professor was walking. Did you notice when the professor was walking? It's definitely took. He had a beat every time. Mm-hmm. In the background, like, everything screams old school animation. Like mm-hmm. And they were like Mickey Mousing the, the music and, mm-hmm. and, and everything to all this. And Toby, we, you know, has been like upgraded a few times uh, to get taller and, and whatnot. And, but he's heard stories of Jedi and everything. And he wants to be he's a Jedi. He wants to be, he's fascinated. He wants to be a Jedi. But, uh, you know, and he's just sort of like, when can I stop doing all these calculations and everything? And, you know, the, the doctor is just like, I told you, when there are clouds in the sky and the, and the planet is covered in green. Yeah. And then the story inside of the story kicks in, which I like that one, where he starts drawing the, the adventures of Toby the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so and then And then it's like the doctor sort of realizes, I'm, I can't stop him dreaming about this. And he's like, well, and then he tells him, I heard that there is a kyber crystal on this planet with which uh, a, a Jedi can use to make build their lightsaber. Well, here's the thing, though. Do you think he did that, or do you think that he was going with the Force? Because he was sitting there going, hey, I'm having this dream. Constantly, he's repeating his dream about how he became a Jedi. And it's kind of funny. Until he mentioned his dream, he was like, keep your head down here. You're safe here. Yeah, he, and then he, he mentioned did. the dream, and he's, that's when he drops a little hint. On it could it could be that you know he saw that saw that Toby having dreams is sort of a sign. It's like okay, he's ready for the next step, and so but then Toby's you know with uh, his little droid buddy uh, CO three I think is Which what he was called. I'm very Another glad little cute design. None of the droids here match any droids you see anywhere else. There's no BB eight like looking. Yeah, ones. there's no R two units. There's nothing out there that because could you sit there and say with I I I think that there were a couple of. Uh, a couple that may have looked like one-off little droids in like background of some scenes, but otherwise, yeah, all very unique designs. Yeah. Uh, but so Toby goes wandering over the around the planet looking for for the Kyber crystal. Finally, he finds this old ship and like fires it up. Oh no! No no, goes, no no! No! Suddenly, he was told specifically never to go in the basement. That's right. That's and what then it was. he goes. I have looked everywhere on this planet for this crystal, besides one place. The that's basement. what it was. It was the basement, and that's when the droids said the same thing. And every that, that's your connection point with it. The only th- the only commonality that across all of the episodes was I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yep. Everyone every time said he said, it, every time said, it came up, I was like, they trouble. said the thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to say that word because that's usually when things go wrong. And like a child with, with a t- new toy, he's pushing the buttons in the and ship, he, and, he, and he turns. He had this he, is a message actually, to all Jedi. Activated the um, the comms, the comms, and was talking, and was, he was he was generally being a little boy, mm-hmm. but fantasizing, but not realizing that he was actually he was actually it on. broadcasting, and he broadcasted to the enemy, and a star destroyer picked it up, and there's this Sith Lord or whatever. Well, I call him Sith Mech because that guy had like fucking mouth like a fucking uh, yeah candy open. He, he was. I he think was he was something. more cyborg. Than than anything, but yes, uh, and but, so this Dark Lord shows up, well, starts the, coming. First, the professor sees him and is yeah. angry. Doctors and mad he, at him. He pulls the the ship door open with his force powers, and you see him slightly put that down and slowly start moving the walks. He's not losing his temper, which is amazing at this. He's, he's clearly been at this a long time, so he has like, great control over his. Emotions. He's like you know, I I can't believe it. he's being nice to him. He goes. He's putting away, he senses the, the force of the guy. He goes, 
Just stay here no matter what. And he leaves him with that, the, the that, pieces of his lightsaber. That too. probably there where the, where the you know, Toby sat there and said, "Are you going to shut me down?" Because like, oh, because he was worried that it's like, "Are you going to mercy kill me?" Because that, that was, that's like a kid who did something wrong. He's like, "I'm sorry, I mean to, please don't." It's like, yeah, it's like the equivalent of go to your room. Yeah. For, <laughs> um, but the, Toby like shuts down for a little bit, you know, or just and then when he comes to, all the other droids apart from CO three are wrecked. And the doctor is gone. I'll give the Sith Lord some credit. He built a cairn with all the stones. That was very strange. I, 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 I don't know if it was him or because well, all maybe. the other droids were gone, yeah, were dead. The, other, the only yeah, ones that were, the only one that was left was CO three, who stayed with Toby. Right. So yeah, or TOB one, which is what. So uh, he, to- um, Toby. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he was a. Side of respect or what? But regardless, there, there have been sides of respect mm-hmm. for worthy fights. Regardless, they, uh, they, they regard Sith regard strength as they respect strength. Yeah, they respect strength. I'm for you all, are I know, a, you were a worthy may, opponent. I'm that building may have been a, one building hell of a, a fight that they had. That he left a grave like, marker. You know yeah. what? Yeah, you you earned this, so here you go. And Toby rebuilds all the droids. And basically, it's just like I'm going to finish the the the, the, the doctor's work, and he so, levels up. Yeah, he levels up. He levels up. He leveled up. And, up. and he, yeah, he brought you know the world back to life. You know, there's clouds in the sky. It's you know there's green greenery growing uh, around around the world around the planet. It's raining, and when there's rain, uh, there's usually lightning. Well, no, <laughs> you gotta remember, you gotta keep on at this point in time. We're gonna start raining, and all the motion kicked in. The, the crystal came out of him. It's like, yeah, oh, that's right, because the, the Kyber crystal, it turned out, had been powering Toby. And it's like, it was literally it's like the power was inside you all along. Don't say that. We're always going <laughs> to have a flashback. All of a sudden. Oh, there it goes. He's flashbacking. Nope, nope, nope. No flashback. We continue this. We well, go and forward. so then the, the Sith Lord turns <laughs> up again. Which I don't understand that. I, I guess it... Maybe because the planet essentially came back to life. He, as far as he knew, there was nothing living on that planet. What caused the planet to come back to life? But that had to be very fast, because unless the, unless the, the video was being messed with in time Yeah, they did a big time lapse and all that. Well, no, because the planet started to get his tail form, mm-hmm. and then it actually happened, and he, that's when he became, a, uh, he had a lightsaber instantly. He found his balance. And then instantly after that, the uh, the, the uh, that's it? yeah that the Sith Lord turns up yeah but I'm trying to think of the the, the freaking plane the X not the X plane the, uh, the Tie Fighter the fight Tie Fighter shows up and it's like was this man just chilling here did he have nothing else though who knows you're not supposed to think about that too much this is all very stylized and, and this is and coming from the same guy who goes can when the Jedi start breathing in the ale you're just supposed to not think about it and just enjoy the enjoy Go it because the rule ride. of cool and rule of drama. So, but yeah, the Sith Lord turns up, and so then there's a there's a fight between Toby, who is literally just awakened into force powers that uh, nobody expected him to have. Um, but I love but, the fact that he held his own, though. Yep. Which I love. If any of my friends listen to this, I'm gonna laugh in your face right now because androids can't have force powers. So ha! Point of point, point of order. Look at the episode description. A cybernetic boy. So Cybernetic he, means that there is organic parts, well, which means he is living. Organic. He is not fully mechanical. 
The Sith Lord thought he was because he chopped off one of the arms and it was mechanical. But you know what? Darth Vader, you know, was a quadruple amputee. He was cyborg. He was a cyborg. Yeah, I thought. I still say he was android because I mean, there's no point of him because how could he be? Unless they pull the brain out because the, the crystal came out of his chest. Right, the brain may actually be the human part. So we went Robocop on this man. Sure. Yes. Why not? Oh, Light side or dark side, you're oh. coming with me. Oh, God. Did you think about this? Maybe it was... Act- oh, oh, my brain's been in a dark place. So, the reason that the, the Toby was so close... Because remember, he, he was hugging the, the professor. Mm-hmm. It's because something happened to the professor's kid, and he had to cut open the brain... Astro brain- Boy! Yes! God bless <laughs> um, But Toby... Uh, Uses a little bit of ingenuity besides just force powers and uh, has the droids like uh, overload the, the steam valves or whatever on in the in the lab and essentially blows it up to take down the Sith Lord. Yep. And then packs up the ship, takes some of the lab stuff with him and uh, sets off into well, the yeah, galaxy. You know, but he didn't die to the, the steam. He died because he fused with his little robot guy. Oh, that, well, he yeah, they, to help they, take him down. That's right, because CO three is Mega Man upgrades. CO three had had like the yeah, Mega Man yeah. upgrades. The steam hit him, and he was like, ah! And then the steam exploded, and he's like, ha ha ha! You didn't kill me. And he's like, he called out his little buddy, and his little buddy fused into him and made him a jetpack, and just like, Phew. yep, single stroke battle <laughs> kills him, uh, and then packs up the sh- packs up the ship. Uh, with lab stuff and because Jedi go out to help people. Well, he's like, we're going to bring life to the to other to other planets and protect them because that's what Jedi do. Which is true. Yep, he was he was doing exactly as he should. Mm-hmm. Then we had Episode Seven, The Elder. I like this one as yep. well. This was uh, again another sort of just like a small another story, and it's had a similar thing where it's like. Uh, a Jedi comes to a planet where there's something something is wrong, and because uh, just like in the Village Bride, and but in this case it's a Jedi and his Padawan. Uh, they're, they're just they're and, just the, patrolling. and the Je- they're just patrolling, and the the Jedi in particular has, according to his according to his apprentice, has basically been everywhere. He's been yeah, he's been everywhere, and, and the, and the apprentice wanted to see areas and see excitement. And he hasn't been seeing much excitement, but uh, he's but he's still, you know, he's still eager uh, to g- travel with his with his master. And then his master feels a great disturbance, and the they go to the only inhabited planet in the inhabited planet in the area, uh, where the Padawan quickly sort of bonds with these three like local kids. I will say one thing. I I, I realize that Washington at the same time. One of the things I do not like about this is just how the dialogue is. Mm. Mainly because it, I, I understand that they're supposed to be very mellow people, but I feel like they just kind of read a line yeah. and call it a day in the I got, I got sort of Afro Samurai vibes off of this episode. In the style of animation and the character designs and, and whatnot. Because I mean, um, like, when they're having that, that talk in the spaceship, it's just like, I have no emotion or feeling. Well, that's I want to do that is that is a criticism of of like Republic era Jedi, is that they're suppress they they keep the emotions they, in they check so much that they that they are just like times. blank. Even the guy who's like, I want to get combat more excited is like, eh. 
And then when his master gives him a slightly sardonic, if flat effect, uh, s- statement, the, uh, the, the, the Padawan is just like, such wisdom. <laughs> you know, with a little bit of sarcasm thrown in, but yeah. he's still, you know, keeping the sort of flat effect. But basically there's this, uh, the people on this planet tell them of this uh, stranger from an unknown tribe that had arrived recently in his own ship and then went off into the mountains. And so the Jedi and the Padawan split up. The Jedi goes to investigate the ship. The Padawan uh, takes the kids as a guide to head up into the mountains. Because he can handle the mountains over the old man. Mm-hmm. And the old man's like, really? You want to play that game? <laughs> but he can play this game. And w- as soon as the the Jedi sees the ship, he's just sort of like, shit, that's a Sith ship. Uh, and as if you couldn't tell by looking at it, because black and red. Um, but, and when the kids, the kids eventually lead the Padawan to... Uh, some area, and that's when they they, they find the animal. One of oh these no, that's right. There, animals the, that was dead, and the and the Padawan tells the kids to to leave as he goes to investigate. He's you know the master and the Padawan are communicating. The master telling him about a paddle, telling them about the ship that's probably a Sith, and the Padawan mentions that he found this this dead animal with a clean cut to the to the neck. It was done by a lightsaber, and you know the master's immediately like, get out of there. <laughs> Uh, and the Padawan turns around, and boop, there he is, the elder, this wizened little old man. And thing you have to remember, doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or Kung Fu movie or some any sort of any sort of situation. Rule one: Do not act incautiously when confronted by little smiling old bald man. Little you know, especially smiling the bald man, man with yellow teeth. Your ass doesn't matter about the yellow teeth. You know. That's a, that's a warning sign, sure. But if you're confronted by a little, small, bald, old man who's smiling, be cautious. Well, which one you could be more afraid of? The one that's smiling or the one that's smiling with you have, you have, uh, yellow teeth? I'm not necessarily going to be alarmed by the yellow teeth. Some people just have bad dental hygiene. Dude, it's always the evil ones that have the yellow teeth. No, it's the ones that have the black and yellow eyes that are the evil ones. Okay, I'll go for that true fact. Because that was another thing about this elder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the elders looking at, looking at him and the smile on his face is just sort of like, you know, I can sense the force in you. It's just sort of like, uh, but, but you're not the one that, you're not the one he's that He's not I the se- one he's looking for. Yeah, you're not the one I sensed. <laughs> and, I mean, kill you so I can bring out your master. And the Padawan is just like, I'm, I'm not going to go down so easy. And the, and the elder's just like, I hope not. <laughs> and pulls out these two, uh, these two red blade like sort of short sword yeah. style and he's real fast <laughs> he is fucking and phenomenal the, pa- the padawan man just to hold his own for a little while but again the guy's got age and age and experience skill. and trickery on his on his side and manages to wound the padawan and when the master turns up you know he's just sort of like i don't really want to have to fight but you yeah. clearly want it so you you're if you gonna get your ass kicked. Yep, and he does a lot better against the elder, but well, like he even said, if I fought against him in his prime, I don't think it would have been the same outcome. Yeah, yeah, and even the I, elder ad- admitted that he's not as he's not as good as he as he once was. But there was a one moment when he when uh, as they as they clash, where the master manages to snatch one of the blades away from him, and they you know quickly separate, and the, the Jedi tosses the blade up in the air, just does like a single 
upward stroke without looking, you just hear the saber get cut, and then you see the two pieces fall to the ground. And yeah, then the then the uh, the elder just sort of starts snarling, starts charging up some force lightning in his hands, and yeah, the uh, the Jedi manages to manages to put him down, but it was like one of those could have gone either way sort of moments, and. Oh yeah, because uh, oh, well, because the Padawan, the Padawan, the, the Padawan distracted him because the Padawan wasn't dead, and like threw and like ignited his lightsaber and sent it flying at him, and then and he and so the elder had to deflect it, and then the guy went in and he literally like deactivated his lightsaber but put the saber straight up against his chest and he just activated it, and the elder survived long enough to detonate his ship. So that the Jedi couldn't Could figure out where he came from. Mm-hmm. See, that's one thing about this guy. Now, I don't. The understand. thing about that is spite. That's why it, he did. Well, it. No, no, not, not that, that. And I'm wondering if these. Uh, I'm wondering, if, especially in this one, because there is a there is a thing about the outer rim and beyond it, mm-hmm. which goes back to Knights of the Old Republic. There's an area outside the outer rim somewhere. Where no regions. Sith can go to get stronger, mm. and it was fir- it was first brought up in, of course, the first Knights of the Old Republic when Revan and Malak came back, mm-hmm. and they were like damn near unstoppable. Mm. I'm wondering if he is one of the Sith that are out there. Could be who came back. That would just got that would, tired of being. That would be a the, thing I would love to see them explore would, in future would, Star Wars properties. And the the only reason I was thinking of that is because he destroyed the ship because I'm thinking it had navigational data. He doesn't want them to go back to where he came from, and I'm like, that sounds like Revan and mm-hmm. Malik very much. Um, the thing I don't get is the fact that he's supposed to be a Sith, and Sith is supposed to be evil. But yet he didn't kill anybody in the town. No, he I think he, he was came looking for he was a somewhat dead. strong to fight, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Place and his, he didn't place there wasn't anyone the there until well, they and even up. he said that the you know he wasn't a Sith anymore. He was a dark side. He was uh, a dark side. Oh, why? Because the Sith but lost he, their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the they were too busy backstabbing. Too busy backstabbing each other to do anything worthwhile. I think he was literally looking for somebody strong enough to kill him. Disney, are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> hey. Stop backstabbing everybody. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, they are the evil empire of, of the Western media nowadays because they're just snapping up everything. Um, but it was a good it was a good episode. Um, and then now, we had episode eight, Lop and Ocho. Which brings me to another thing. I love the new uh, species they've been putting into these the, things. Yeah. Like the, in, in the uh, second one with the, the, the band... You had the, the dude with the three bodies. Oh, yeah, the, the three-bodied guys, yeah. That was cool. And then this one, they brought and in the rabbit people. The rabbit people which is, I'm like, okay. Like a slave race or something. Um, I initially assumed that they were native to that planet, but then uh, the interaction Lop had with the the father and the sister um, she's shortly after that there. she's not from that planet. Mm-hmm. So they, they were clearly brought in by the Empire to work in... Uh, to get the resources on this planet, and it's established that this planet is is fairly advanced, but is not is not fully modern as compared to the rest of the galaxy. But they're rich in resources; they want to modernize, 
And so to, to that end, they reached out to the Empire. And so the Empire's was like, what? You have a resource-rich planet that, hey. you're, that you're inviting us to exploit? Hey. Thank you. Um, we, we need to talk. But Lop is one of these uh, slaves who escaped, and she's just running around sort of snatching some fruit now, now and there where she can. And then she meets uh, uh, this, this man and his young daughter, <clears throat> who's about the same age as Lop. And they recognize that she's, a, uh, that she's an escaped slave. And they just decide they're going to take her in. Well, not they. Well, the daughter, the, 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 the daughter decides to take her the in. The daughter throws in the you dad's know. face. You're supposed to be a nice gentleman who does all this thing. And he's like, you forced my hand now. I have to take her in. And so he agrees. And then the little droid that had been following Lop around cuts the collar off of her. At that moment, I'm like, why didn't you cut it off sooner <laughs> if you had that capability? Again, another awesome little droid. Yeah. He's so cute. He reminded me some of, I forget the droid's name in Force in, in uh, Fallen Order. The one that, that, that oh rides God, on Oh, God, I do back. not know that droid's name. BD. That was, it was like BD something. Something. something it reminded me a lot of BD. Absolutely. He, he cool reminded me of a Pull a camel on someone with arms. Well, that's literally what it was. Because <laughs> as soon as, it was, it as, soon was, as the, it the was daughter... It was a data center, camera, little laser, and legs. That's it. <laughs> it was the coolest and it thing snapped, on earth. And it snapped a little hollow picture of the, of, uh, the, the new little family. And then, uh, seven years later, uh, the, the father is not happy... The father, who is a respected lord in the in the local uh, area is not happy about, uh, th- about the empire's modernization that they feel like they're losing their, their culture and that they're, they're ruining, they're ruining the planet, you know, pollution and stuff. But daughter on the other hand thinks that it's good for what's happening because that's the only way for them to survive. Well, it's, no, it's the only way for them to progress is what she said. Progress, not survive. Yeah. She wants progress. And, um, so there's, but there's this fight going on, near the at the imperial compound uh and everybody basically there's a fight going on between the two the the their their retainers or whatever are trying to keep the two separated because they're clearly about well, there's also an explosion though yeah that's what i'm saying and she's not she's not happy with her father for advocating this the these sorts of attacks on the on the imperials and he's not happy with her for you know, basically ignoring what they're doing to the planet, all in the name of progress. And Lop is just sort of like torn because she wants her family. She wants her family, and she goes with she goes off with uh, Ocho, the daughter, to uh, and who meets who is meeting with an imperial officer. Where you can tell it's just slime incarnate. Oh yeah, I got like handsome Jack vibes off of this guy. I in terms know. of appearance, that's that's putting him too good. Is it, I think even he's no, 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 no. I'm, if anything, slandering handsome Jack by 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 comparing somebody not quite as evil as as Jack to that guy. Oh, but, but he was slime. He was sleaze right from the, from word one. He was pure, utter evil. And this is when Lop realizes that Ocho, yes, is. Is the one who's inf- has informed the Imperials about what her father has been doing, and is throwing her throwing her lot in with them, and then in the, what's clearly a very culturally significant thing. She takes 
her braid. No, no, you forget the most brutal part. She bites her own thumb to make it bleed and does the eye thing. Does like the eye, the eye makeup. And yeah. then she does the haircut. And she cuts off her braid, hands it to Lop, and then leaves with the officer. And Lop just sort of tearfully runs back to the to the house. No, tearfully falls and somehow the force willing it doesn't get cut in half by cables. Yeah. Well, as we find out later, yeah, force, literally. Because, uh, but she returns back to the to the house and basically the father and only like a handful of people are still there. Oh, because other people are cowards. Yeah, and they're, they're, cause they're now like, wait, the, the empire's, the empire's going to come after us. Uh, I didn't sign up for this by, <laughs> I love what he said. It's a, I, w- I wish I'd done this in retail before I left. Take my leave of absence. Yeah. They, they requested leave before they left. Well, I think that's sort of meant to, evokes something from probably uh, Eastern culture where it's just sort of like even if you're leaving you sort of ask permission from the from the Lord. Oh, I was thinking that from the fact they want more money before they left. That maybe, maybe. <laughs> that um, could be true too. Uh, but Lop, and he then takes Lop into this like family shrine. Because she asked for the strength to help fight for his fight. Fight, well, you know, fight for her family. Yep, fight for her family. She, and so that's when he takes... all about family mm-hmm. and the father finally realizes that the the successor isn't his daughter. It's it's, it's Lop, uh, and he then takes brings out a lightsaber from this from the shrine and uh, like like places his hands on the floor and I I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be like a force projection or if there was like an actual hollow projection going on there. I'm gonna go with force projection. Because that's cooler. Yeah, I'm especially hologram. well, but, especially but because see, she put she turned on her little scouter and is looking around, and he tells her to look at it with your own eyes. I'm gonna go hologram because remember in the the, the things you're talking about, we're talking about how the Jedi trained them. Yeah, the Jedi a Jedi crashes on this planet and trained his ancestor, and they have passed this down from from generation to generation, generation, and he's passing it on to her. And not to his daughter. Because family is about more than blood. Yep. Yeah. And, of course, when... He gives... Father goes to to, to confront the daughter, Lop has to follow to, and is trying to break it up. And has to break out the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And she and she, jump, she goes into the Imperial compound where uh, the father and his... And what... Uh, what forces few, he what few, left... What, are fighting with the uh, are fighting with the Imperial droids and, and ninjas versus death droids. I thought they were basically um, and the loser versus loser because <laughs> there's no way you're going to win this one, buddy. And the daughter has essentially like two. It was I don't know exactly what that weapon was supposed to be. It had like three segments to it, and they were connected by more like it's, it's actual, energy. It's actual. Chains. It's actual. Real weapon. I know. I, I, I couldn't tell like, exactly what it was supposed uh, to be. It, we have the power it, looked, it looked like the, it, it looked like a version of shade with like little tiny, very tiny. Um, well, they were like little electro like blades, blades, on, electro blades on, on the ends of it, and she's and, fighting. And she's fighting with her father, who's using like some like sword breaker blades. Yeah. Now. It is. It, it's again another thing that's been oh. established in canon. There are blades that can match a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Vibro blades. Vibro blades. Yep. Vibro blades. Yes. 
So it could have been mm-hmm. a, a variation on the viral blade. Uh, and we should also note the daughter is fully decked out in Imperial Guard. Yeah, she went. Donald has gone batshit crazy. What are we talking about? full on mm-hmm. bitch And uh, finally, like, Lop... Uh, After the g- dad gets his eye... His last good eye cut out. Yeah, because the father, even before uh, he adopted Lop, had lost an eye in some sort of fight, clearly, because he had scars on his face, not just the one over his eye. Probably dealing with his brat daughter. Maybe. Um, but we're gonna blame everything on the daughter. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he goes down, and when she goes in for the kill, that's when Lop comes in and pulls out the lightsaber. With another nice trick on it because it had the actual whiting. Yeah, it white. had like the had, it had that like, was that was a beautiful. nice little touch. I that love was that. a beautiful. I love sight. that. I want and the sabersmiths. Like Maker's Mark to be on all the sabers that he made for the Jedi in that in that episode. Oh my God! In in the Ninth Jedi, I want that that thing to be a thing going forward for lightsabers. You don't I, have to I, I work want, it in there, I but want, if you I get a close that, up, you get a close up on I a want lightsaber that to be like continued that. Because she's the Ninth Jedi, I want to see the yes. all the other eight together and see how they just run shit. You know, Disney's very evil. I just thought about this because right. they have over in Florida. A place where you can make your own lightsaber. Mm-hmm. They just increase their building capacity by going, here's some extra parts from the new vision. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, everybody's going to want to make make one as unique as they possibly can from all the little components. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Nope, um, nope, nope, nope. Oh, and uh, probably, ultra, probably Ultra Saber or whatever. The, ultra Sabers is where they're, they're probably be. like They probably watched that episode and all these episodes were like, fuck. Okay, we're let's start. Let's start three D printing that shit we're now. We're about to get run over, boys. <laughs> but um, so, the, but the two of them clash, and Ocho's not happy because Lop now has the heirloom blade of the of the family, and she's, she's like, like "That's mine. That's mine. I, I am. I am. I'm the, his daughter. You're, I'm the heir. I'm his blood." <laughs> and she's just like, you know, the dad's the not. best thing. If you cannot see that she's family, then I have failed you, and I'm sorry. I failed you as a daughter. Yep. As my daughter. Jesus Christ, guys. Stop pushing the punches in. And you can see she was slightly affected by it, but she was still sort of too far gone to really uh, accept it. And Lop managed to uh, lay a pretty... Lop held her own, and she's like awakening her own force powers and everything because she pulled one of the the, the father's uh, well, blades after, over to. That's after the robot got destroyed. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Like, she's like he's like you. You guys are family. Stop fighting. He shows the picture, and he just gets sliced. You you fucked with the droid. The droid is all that this was about. Pain was all you were going to get from this point on. Which and I do like to ask one question of you guys. She goes, I am going to bring back my sister. And what does she do? She puts two blades and an X across her chest. But she survived. How, how would she know that? Because she saw her... No, she went flying over no, the side. How would she know? If I want to come at you to put two X's in your chest... That's fair, but... That's not bringing you... That's ba- fair. That's not bringing you back. That's bringing you down. Well... I mean, what, what what other choice did she have? Oh, she had no choice. Well, here's the thing. If we get a follow-up to that, and she does manage to redeem Ocho, we know what's going to happen to Ocho after the, as soon as she gets redeemed. Die? Yeah. Oh, this God. is a Star Wars universe. Redemption equals death in the Star Wars universe. 
Yeah, it's like it's like in Bad Batch in season two or whatever. If Crosshair ever does finally accept that the that the Empire is not what he thought it was, and he wants to come back to the Batch and tries to prove himself in some way, as soon as he does that, he's gonna die. Oh yeah, he's gonna die a horrible death. But oh, but yeah, uh, the episode ends. You know, Osho survives this like double blade across the chest thing and escapes on an Imperial ship that caught her and flies off. But clearly, Lop is intending to continue to fight against the Empire she, to try to bring her pissed. sister back. She is pissed. Mm-hmm. You you have taken you have taken from her. But the father the is still she, the father is still alive. Yeah, blind, he's, but he's just blind. But I'm under the impression he's going to be probably the one teaching Lop. More of how to use the force because he gonna, knows yeah. how to use it, mm-hmm. and he's going to he's going to be he's going to be a blind Jedi master just like Kanan, and that's going to be cool mm-hmm. as shit. And then we had episode nine, Akakiri, which was the one that sort of turned a lot of things on its head. <laughs> and by the end of the episode, it turned a lot. I, I, I at this point in time, I think we've only had what three or four unique animation styles because you had. Uh, unique animation style for the first one, Ronan. Yep. Yeah, for uh, the duel, for, and then for Toby. For Toby. And, and uh, Tatooine the... Rhapsody. Yes. And then every other one looked kind of like generic anime style. I wouldn't say generic. They were, they had a d- definite style to them, but they weren't as stylized as Yeah, but as... I mean like generic. I mean, when you say anime, it's never always generic. There's always a little bit of a fling to it. Yeah, that's true. But it's not like how it was, like, hey, this is that clearly Astro Boy here. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those ones that the animation popped out a little more, mm-hmm. at least for me, because I think it was similar to the same art style as somebody like Titan. Mm. Um, which I'm not familiar with, but and yeah, I'll take is. your word for it. But Akakiri is another one of those ones where a Jedi comes to a, uh, comes to a planet to try to f- combat some darkness that's going on. In this case, uh, this young Jedi who had been in love with the princess uh, of this, uh, of this kingdom or whatever, uh, they clearly established a connection, but his duties as a Jedi meant that he could not be with her, and so he left. But then, so he, he did the opposite of what Anakin did. Correct. He did. He the did thing what Obi that was supposed to be done, like Obi Wan did. Obi Wan loved. Uh, Obi Wan loved the Queen of Mandalore, but. He was not going to. He was not going to compromise his his Jedi principles. And she still loved him for it, and he still loved her. But it's like they, you know, she accepted could not be Mm -hmm. together. And you know, I'm gonna to separate a little bit. If Obi Wan had just admitted to Anakin that I did love her, but I accepted that my my that my Jedi principles come first, the two we still love each other, but we can't be with one another maybe that might have helped Anakin accept that I can love Padme she can love me but we can't really be together maybe then it would I'm sorry have... yeah probably I, not probably not I'm, I'm I'm anyway I Vader I'm cool with Anakin can go kick rocks in you, a minefield you, you shook him up why'd you have to shake him up anyway Let's get back, get back to visions, and get back to Akakiri. Yeah, um, happy, but happy so this good. Jedi receives word from receives word that the the king was overthrown, that there was a Sith in the royal family, uh, and has seized control of uh, the of the kingdom. So he goes there, and he's starting. And as he arrives, he starts getting force visions of somebody 
getting cut down by a lightsaber. And he he's clearly disturbed by this because the impression that at first I thought is he having a flashback sort of thing, but no. It, uh, as we find out later, it's, it was more a premonition. I mean, he was in pain, mm-hmm. and he's he gets attacked by a bunch of uh, the Shogun's uh, little like orc minions or whatever uh, who are riding like cassowaries or some some something. Horses with no face a beak. No, they were two legged. Like birds with hooves. Got chocobos with no face and a beak. There you go. Chocobos. Chocobos. <laughs> because yeah, Japan. Chocobo. <laughs> um, and, but he gets rescued by the princess and uh, these two old men that basically know their way around, uh, around the area to avoid patrols and stuff. And... I love how he calls them out. He's like, okay, I understand why I'm here, but why do we need those two? They can't fight. And the, the, the two of them even admit, yeah, we can't fight, but you need to get in there without getting caught because they're looking for you, buddy. Uh, and you know we know how, how to get you get you to the palace without getting caught. And they manage to make it most of the mo- make it most of the way. And then oh, there's like roadblocks on the on the main road. And so then the Jedi is just like, we can take this path. And they're like, no, that leads to the that leads up the path of the gods. Nobody that goes that way ever comes back. And he's just like, it's superstition. And oh, we have to go that way because there's no other way to go. Yeah, basically. And it's all cold and wet and rainy. One of the old men sort of uh, falls back, and when they emerge from the storm, uh, he's missing. And the uh, the princess wants to go back for him. The other old man's just sort of like, no, 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 you, we need to get you, we need to get you onward. He, you know, he knew that he, uh, he probably wouldn't come back. But the Jedi's like, I'll go get him. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. Um, and, you know, and he's still getting like the premonitions and everything, but they managed to make it into the, make it to the city and to a little hideout where uh, the Jedi turns up with the other old man. She, Pays, pays them uh, for it. Oh, and we should note that they were fully against going up the path and wouldn't take her. And she's she's like, I'll pay you an extra 300 And they're like, what? 500 <laughs> she's like She's like, done. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, that's sort of like, yay, we're getting paid, but maybe we won't live to see it. <laughs> so the question is, how much is your wife, your life worth? Apparently to them it's 500 mm-hmm. An extra 500 An extra, extra 500 but she pays them, yes, and she uh, then the time comes to like to infiltrate the palace. They uh, distract the the guards by having the old men poses them on on the ridge top, lighting some bales of hay on fire and rolling them down into the into the courtyard. The orcs or whatever go chasing after them, while the princess and the Jedi sneak into the palace, where the shogun is waiting for them. Man. Yeah, uh, she gets captured like immediately, <laughs> and she gets sort of spirited off as uh, the Jedi is ready to confront the Shogun. But he has another one of those like attacks or whatever, and she's basically taunting him that uh, you are not strong enough, but with me you could be, kind of thing. It's like you've been having vi- you were having visions that uh, the princess would die, and you are not strong enough to save her. Kind of thing, and well, it doesn't help that he kind of does cut her in half. Well, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Oh, I thought the boasting happened after that. And she boasts again about oh, that. Okay. 
but I must have missed the first one. Uh, the two of them like clash, and uh, he, as he gets another one of his attacks and like collapses, she sort of the Shogun sort of steps back and then just summons some of her guards forward, and he gets back up and cuts down one or two, and then the last one. I don't think he's she summoned on those. She did. She I did. think she force pushed them. Well, I think she summoned like at least the first three, but the last one she 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 did the gesture again, and it was that one. You notice at the la- I noticed at the last second had their arms restrained, and then he as he cuts that one down, suddenly you hear the princess cry out, and he then realizes this is what the vision was. I just I, I just killed the woman I love, and that's when the shogun is just sort of like I can help you save her but only if you join me as my apprentice. And he's Where just... Where have we heard this before? Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't this happen with Raven? Uh, not just... Well, you're going with Titans. I'm going... We've heard the same sort of recruitment speech in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's, that's your area of expertise, though. So. <laughs> Episode 3. <laughs> this is one of the... Part of how Palpatine managed to talk Anakin around. Yeah, the... It's, it's just it, like that, because Anakin had been plagued with visions that Padme was going to die. And, and it was all his fault. And, uh, you know, and it was his fear that she would die that, you know, and Palpatine that, claiming that there were Sith, that there was a Sith legend about somebody that could bring, uh, bring, that could create life. You know, it sort of tempted him enough to, to go that way. And it turned out, yeah, no, by going to the dark side, you basically sealed your own fate and Padme's. Right. Now, Congratulations. The, the truth of the matter, though, was yes, Palpatine did actually trade and actually killed his master, who was the one Darth who, act, who actually had the ability to bring someone back from the dead. But, Doofus, you had to have the person nearby in order to do so. What did you do? You force choked your girl. And then she died carrying of bro- two babies, and then died of a broken heart. Right. So you fucked up yourself. Yep. Royally. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my bad. I shook up the roads again. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm the one who shook up shook up the road. You you were trying to take it to Titans. Ro- I took it. To, I took it back to Star the Wars. Pig is a little bit past. Yes. Well, but at any rate, the and the Jedi Sukab uh, Subaki or something like that. Yeah, Subaki. Uh, accepts the Shogun's help, and you know Brings together they br- they bring they bring her back, and then you know Shogun's like, "Come, we we can now must restore order to the galaxy," and he then walks off with her while the princess is looking at him in shock as he goes, "Yes, my master," and then pulls his hood up over his face. I was half waiting for him to turn and for you to see the yellow Sith eyes or something. That takes time to form. Mm, not really. It, it usually takes time to form. It well, it usually occurs rather quickly. The eyes are the first thing that truly change when you switch. So, but it's not a permanent thing because Palpatine didn't have the yellow eyes for most of his appearances in the prequel trilogy. It well, wasn't. It wasn't until he got scarred in the uh, in his fight with right. Mace that. But it's something you can hide if you trade. Mm. It's a, it's a training you have to undergo in order to uh, do it, and vast majority of them do not do the training. You did the training; it's called contact surgery. 
Lasik? Lasik? Yes. LASIK? You, too, you too can hide your Sith eyes. Can I help me? <laughs> yeah, and, well... I'm not gonna let's get back to get back to this but uh, it was another good episode and it was a nice twist on everything because in every Plus single because in every single other one the good the good some prevailed sort, some sort of hope yeah good prevailed and in this case evil wins <laughs> yeah evil won this one flat out so uh, yeah I, they're all obviously their own separate continuities and but all nine of these I wouldn't mind seeing a follow up in a in a in season two, see, there's one. Uh, I told you which one I want to see a, a prequel. Yeah, but I want to see, see a prequel to the Village Bride. I do yeah. want to see a not a prequel, or a sequel. The one uh, like a mid mid one mm-hmm. of the uh, Lop and o- Ochon of o- Lop and Ochon. Like what see, happened between because she those went, seven years she went from bring her in, she would be family to she is not family. What pushed her? Something pushed her off that ledge. Yeah, some sort of interquel for Lop and Ocho would be would be good. Sort of showing maybe how the relationship. Or do it. Or do somehow. it as a when you do it in the uh, in a prequel uh, sequel. Or do it like a little backstory. Like some like, flashback. Yeah, in. just show how that happened because mm-hmm. that was a very strange turn for a character. Well, we barely got a, a glimpse at, at her character in that one in that one scene. But, yeah, but it is a it is a mark market change yes. there. But yeah, the whole all of Visions is a, is great if you are a Star Wars fan. Oh, even if you're not, even if you're not, check it out because it's a one. It's one of those things, kind of like Mand- Mandalorian Episode One, Chapter One of Mandalorian. You don't need to know anything about Star Wars going in. You'll pick up you, everything you need to know just watching it. Oh, just enjoy the, the and, view they're, they're enjoy, just, they're, and enjoy the art they're styles. Good, yeah. They're good short stories to really get into. It's like, and even if season two has just nine new stories that don't tell, that don't follow up on any of these, I'd be fine with that also. I would not. Yeah, I I would be disappointed, but I would, but I would not be. I would not say I would not watch it. I would watch it, but I would still be a little. I'll be still angry about it. Come on, no. But you know, this is this is basically what I've been wanting from Star Wars: short stories about. Other, not, other than, it and it doesn't anyone just, else other than the damn Skywalker clan. That's the thing. I, I, you know, I've been. It's you have an entire galaxy to play with. It, why do we have to keep I, focusing on the Skywalker side? I, I want. I actually want them to go even further. I want them to go back to the old Republic. Give us some stories centered around. Cal Castile, um, Revan, um, any of that stuff. Revan and Malak I mean, they're, even they're, get together. They're, they're starting to do that with some of the novels. There's like the High Republic era novels that are yeah. going on right now. But I, I mean, I would it. like to see uh, like either animated or live exactly. action. I have that. the answer to why we keep coming back to the Skylark clan. Because they're the center of the universe. That's why. No. No, they're not. No. The center of the universe is me. <laughs> Are you a Skywalker fan? No. I'm pretty sure you are. No. Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. <laughs> I am not. A, I am not in this uh, part of the Skywalker clan, but I am the center of the universe. I am the binge czar. Damn it! I can say that. He has. And been... He's going on a power trip right now. Going to the dark side. He had cookies. 
I'm the one. I who ate know cookies. the power of the dog. Oh God, the oatmeal <laughs> cookies. Why? I, I ate the cookies. <laughs> Therefore, I am. <laughs> but yeah, we've been going for a while on this, but then we were covering nine episodes of all the, of this of all this. It was very very good. Uh, I want season. I, I want I season two immediately, and I want the Ronin novel. I yes, I need. The I Ronin need novel that. I need that in my life. I'm hoping that almost every one of these get a novel or something like that. That make me want to read that a little bit more. <clears throat> but yeah, um, more stuff like this Disney, you know, anthology stuff. You know, whether you do it in Visions or whether you're doing just like another. Uh, maybe take it back to the same animation studio that makes Clone War stuff. He's, you know, maybe once you're done with Bad Batch, just give us an anthology series where you're doing stuff like this, where you're just doing self-contained little episodes that don't necessarily all have to tie into one overarching narrative. Like What If is starting to do. Yeah. yeah. That, that. But that's that's the topic for another for another podcast another day once What If is over. But... That's going to wrap up this edition of the Mando cast for now. Uh, so, uh, unless there's anything else either of you two want to add. No, I'm good. All right. Rope. Lightsabers everywhere. Yes. And don't step on the crystal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't step on the giant Kaiba crystal. <laughs> <laughs> don't li- don't fall on it either. Yeah. Could you stick on a giant Kaiba crystal? Uh, it's going to come out uh, extremely well done. Oh, that's true. It's going to get carbonized <laughs> completely. It's, what you're going to have after that is charcoal. <laughs> but Yum. yes, that, that wraps up this edition of the, of the Mando cast. So for Zeke and The Road, I am Jay, and we will see you whenever we another Star Wars thing comes out. Probably when Book of Boba Fett drops uh, in a that couple is, months. Yep. That's December, ain't it? Yep. Yes. 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 <laughs> But until then, if the I fo- have to, I will camp out over here so we can just watch all of them. Like, don't worry, I'll bring my laptop. I can work from here. Uh, so until then, may the force be with you. Thanks for listening to a Bored to Death Mando cast. Be sure to check out all the Star Wars content on Disney Plus and give us a like and subscribe. This is the way.